Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on the newscast, a record number of Jews visits Jerusalem's Temple Mount as talk of a third temple intensifies. That's next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We told you last month about the arrival in Israel of those five unblemished red heifers. Now, these heifers came from Texas. They are now in Israel, and that news caused quite a stir. Why? Well, according to Mosaic Law, as laid out in the book of Numbers, uh, the Jewish people need the ashes of an unblemished red heifer in order for purification to be able to perform the sacrificial rites in the temple in Jerusalem. So this caused quite a stir among prophecy watchers, needless to say, and it only intensified talk of a third temple. Now, along those lines, a group called Yare announced today, Friday, October 14th, that a record number of Jews visited the Temple Mount, or has visited the Temple Mount, during this high holiday season. Remember, the high holidays kicked off in late September with Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, continued last week with Yom Kippur, and now Israel is in the midst of the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as Sukkot. That ends on Monday, October 17th. Over 6,000 already during this brief window have ascended the Temple Mount, and you have to think before Monday that more will do so. Uh, of course, the likes of Hamas and radical jihadis do not like this one bit. They're threatening terror and violence. They're threatening war over the Temple Mount. It is clearly the flashpoint in the world. Hey, but according to this group, Yare, despite the threats, we have groups now of 100 to 150 Jews together at one time ascending the Temple Mount to visit Folks, I've been on the Temple Mount many times. I can tell you in the past, these were usually handfuls of Jews who would go up to the Temple Mount. Remember, that Temple Mount compound is controlled by Jordan. Muslim religious authorities officially control the Temple Mount. That was the agreement in the wake of the 1967 Six-Day War where Jerusalem once again became the unified capital of the nation of Israel. So a very tense situation there right now, but it has not stopped Jews from going up to the Temple Mount in greater and greater numbers. Now, with things continuing to move on this front, I thought today would be a great opportunity to take you to two places with great significance uh, during the Second Temple period. That was the time of Jesus and the disciples 2,000 years ago, the Pool of Siloam and the Ancient Road of Pilgrimage. Now, we went there with our good friend Zev Orenstein of the City of David, ancient Jerusalem. The Pool of Siloam is in the City of David today, and that is where worshipers would ritually purify themselves, including Jesus and the disciples. They would have done this, folks, 2,000 years ago, before ascending up to the Temple Mount along that long and winding pilgrimage road. So you'll see the Pool of Siloam, 
you'll see the pilgrimage road that went up to the Temple Mount where every worshiper had to walk up after cleansing themselves. Uh, there are continued excavations at both of these sites. The clips you're about to see are from a little while back. I can tell you right now that these sites have been excavated even more. There's more space and there are some very exciting things planned. So let's go right now to Jerusalem to see the Pool of Siloam and the ancient pilgrimage road. Take a look. Well, Zev, here we are, number three, and this one is particularly exciting. Where are we right now? In order to appreciate where we are, we have to start off with these mysterious metallic green doors that lead to nowhere. If you go back about a decade ago, 2004, there was a road. Those doors opened out, it was a driveway, and there was a road right above our heads. 2004, beneath the road, there's a sewage pipe. The sewage pipe explodes. And now what you have is a big mess. So the Jerusalem municipality has to come and send in construction crews to repair the sewage pipe over here. Yeah. And Jerusalem is not just any municipality. So when you send in construction <laughs> crews, it's a very special place. Yes. And when you send in construction crews to repair a sewage pipe, you also have to send in an archeologist because this is Jerusalem and you never know what is going to turn up. So they're fixing the sewage pipe. There's an archeologist by the name of Eli Shukrun who's here one of the top archaeologists one of the top archaeologists some of the biggest discoveries in jerusalem in the city of david have been made by eli shukrun he hears the bulldozers as they're repairing the sewage pipe they're scraping up against something it just doesn't sound right he says stop what you're doing clears everybody out and they see that when they clear everyone out that they had uncovered these ancient steps 2000 years old, right over here. Uh, from the second temple period, the time of Jesus. Exactly, and you have over here these steps, and they say there's only one other place in all of Israel where you have steps like these, four steps flat, four steps flat. Those are the steps leading up to the southern ascent of the Temple Mount. And they say there must be a connection between these two sets of stairs, and that the stairs that we're looking at right over here must be the steps leading down to the ancient pool of Siloam. What was the Pool of Siloam? Why is it so important? So the Bible tells us there are three times during the year, Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles, the three pilgrimage festivals, where all of Israel would have to go up to the temple on pilgrimage. Now, before you can go up to the temple, you have to purify yourself, immerse yourself in a ritual bath, a mikvah. The Pool of Siloam was the size of two Olympic-sized swimming pools. Big. Why so big? Well, Josephus, the historian, tells us that 2,000 years ago, up to one million pilgrims would go on pilgrimage on these festivals. This pool behind us here, most of it is yet to be excavated, but the pool was enormous to accommodate the hundreds of thousands of pilgrims who would have to go in purity from here all the way up to the Temple Mount. Where we're standing here right now, to go to the Temple Mount is 600 meters, about 2,000 feet uphill. The terminology in Hebrew, aliyah l'regel, to lift your feet and go up, is a physical description of the pilgrimage experience from 2,000 years ago. Okay, Zev, you've already explained how hundreds of thousands of worshipers would ritually cleanse themselves back at the Pool of Siloam before going up to God's holy mountain, worshiping at the temple. But there's just one problem. They had to get there somehow. Right. How did they get up and ascend to the temple? And that's the question that archeologists were asking 
back about a decade or so ago, which is now we know where the Pool of Siloam is. We know where the Temple Mount is. How did these hundreds of thousands of pilgrims who were going up to the Temple Mount and the pilgrimage festivals, how did they get there? So the archaeologists widened the excavation. And what do they discover? They discover the very road that we are walking on now, the 2,000-year-old pilgrimage road that would have taken our ancestors. 2,000 years ago, whether you're today Jewish or Christian, your ancestors would have walked on this road when they ascended to the temple that stood atop the Temple Mount. This is how they got there. This is how they got there. Amazing. 2,000 years ago, during the Second Temple period, this is how worshipers went up to the holiest place in the world. That's right. The Temple Mount. And this also would have been outside. There would have been shops and homes around us. The road would have been much wider right. than it is today. And it's interesting that on the one hand, we're walking up the pilgrimage road. On the other hand, as we walked up the road, there are portions of the road that are cracked. I noticed that. And archaeologists were trying to understand. First, I thought, well, maybe they're ancient potholes. But they saw the cracks were evenly spaced, as if somebody made those holes intentionally and they couldn't figure out why. Why would somebody do that? So they looked to the writings of the historian Josephus, and Josephus says in the year 70, Jerusalem is being destroyed. The temple is in flames. The last Jews of Jerusalem sought refuge from the Romans. Where? In the drainage channel directly beneath our feet. Wow, so the last holdouts of these people were uh, trying in vain, unfortunately, to hold out against the Romans who were looking to finish the job That's here right. in Jerusalem, and it was brutal. That's right, and the Romans, they find out about it, and they come with sledgehammers. They break open the road. They find the Jews hiding there. And then Josephus goes on to say that the Romans killed all 2,000 Jews they find there. They massacred them beneath where we're standing. That's right, right. and archaeologists find Roman sword and scabbard, presumably one that was used to kill the last 2,000 Jews of Jerusalem. That's not all they found here, Zev, uh, on the road to pilgrimage. There were some more fascinating That's right. finds. That's right. In particular, two. Two coins that tell very different stories of what happened here. The first is a Roman coin, the most minted Roman coin to commemorate a victory. On one side of this coin, you see the Roman Emperor Vespasian, the year 71. On the other side of the coin, it says Judea Capta, and you have a Roman legionnaire standing above a Jewish woman on her knees crying. There's another coin that was discovered here, a much more humble coin, small bronze coin, and it says on it, on one side of the coin, in the year 70. On the other side of this coin, it says an ancient Hebrew script, Lecherut Zion, for the freedom of Zion. Zion, of course, being another name for Jerusalem. But scholars have long wondered, why were the Jews minting these coins? Because the coins themselves at that time were worthless. They had no monetary value. Now, the people who minted these coins, they probably thought maybe a few decades, maybe a century. They couldn't imagine it would be nearly 2,000 years. But here we are today, 2,000 years later, standing in the city of David, standing in Jerusalem, the capital of the Jewish state of Israel, standing today here when there is a free Zion, a free Jerusalem, where people of all faiths and backgrounds, Jews, Christians alike, can come here and connect with the significance of Jerusalem. Zev, God is moving. The God of Israel is moving. And I don't see a Roman flag anywhere here around the city of David, but I do see the Israeli flag, the Star of David, the people of Israel live. The Romans are probably turning in their graves. Amazing stuff. What a privilege to walk along that pilgrimage road where there is little doubt that Jesus once walked 
2,000 years ago. Hey, two quick things before we go. If you like this story, you want to see more like it, be sure to tune in to the Watchmen TV show every Thursday night on TBN at 10 p.m. Eastern Time and Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, hey, we are fast approaching 500,000 subscribers here on the channel. Hard to believe. So we would love if you could join us as Watchmen and Women on the Wall and subscribe to the Watchmen News Channel right here on YouTube. Folks, we live in Bible times. I think these events that are unfolding in Israel every day now are making that more and more clear. So continue to look up and be encouraged despite all the madness going on around us. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.